escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. I want joy, 99.7 FM. This is the Midday News. We are also on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi, affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Radio Max in Takradi, KTU Radio in Kofuridu and A1 Radio in Bogatanga. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. You are myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrol Soul, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator where Dura Plus goes, water always flows. This afternoon, Tewu GH finally suspends two-week strike after engagement with government bodies, GTEC and Fair Wages Commission over vehicle allowance disputes. I had an meeting yesterday and you, I mean, we uh, passed a resolution that the strike should be suspended. And it's okay. our hope that government will give us a listening ear for us to get this issue resolved. We have details. Plus, GES assures teacher unions that frozen salaries of 400 of its members by the OSP will be released. Also, family of Kim Bu senior t- high technical school student demands police investigation into mysterious death. I want the police to help arrest those five boys. I believe that when thorough investigation is conducted into the case, the truth regarding my son's disappearance will be unraveled. Also this afternoon, Koi East MC edges immediate action to prevent further accidents on Nkoko stretch after fatal crash claims lives of students and teachers. We need a bigger support to be able to deal with the situation there. But I know that it's a potential disaster waiting to happen if we don't take action. We have updates on that accident. Also, former Tamil Central MP described as harsh the disbarment of former state attorney Samuel Nekwitete from legal practice for over unexplained 400,000 city transfer into his wife's accounts by Alfred Woyome. To impose a lifetime ban on Nekwitete appears to be too harsh. I think that uh, he can appeal the, the, the sentence. We'll also hear from the special prosecutor who is asking the church to help in the fight against corruption. Please join us by publicly calling out corrupt activities. Please join us in making explicit linkages between corruption and the vices we decry as unchristian. And their sports. Ghana Athletics President Baofusini raises alarm as delay over facility testing could spell doom for the Africa Games. And much later, Parliament makes history and for the first time in the Fourth Republic, a person other than the Speaker or his deputies is presiding over the House. I'll invite nominations for a member to preside. I recommend the Honorable Akwesi and Mayor Chairman to preside. You want to stay for details of that and more here on the Midday News. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. I am MFA Apau. Please do stay with me. 
Many thanks for your company once again. And we start off from the education front and the Tertiary Education Workers Union of Ghana, Tewu GH, has suspended its two-week strike after engagement with the National Labor Commission, GTEC, and the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission. The union suspended work on February 1 over non-payment of their vehicle maintenance allowances and other conditions of service. It was a back and forth between the union and government, but after they met with stakeholders yesterday, an agreement has been reached. And my colleague, Mami Senior Mitchell Thompson, has details of the statement, joins me in studio. Mamiesi, what does it say? All right. So MFR's statement signed by Teogana National Chairman Suleiman Abdul Rahman makes reference to an engagement with, with its leadership and the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission, which is GTEC, and also the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission with the National Labor Commission on Wednesday, February 14. And it was after this engagement that Tewu was directed by the NLC to suspend its strike to make room for further discussions with government on the way forward with the payments of their vehicle maintenance allowance. So Tewu subsequently had a meeting with its members yesterday, leading to the immediate suspension of the strike. Okay. Well, let's bring in um, Suleimana Abdul-Rahman, uh, president of uh, Tewu GH, to give us more on this. We are grateful for your time here on the Midday News. So I'm curious, what exactly were the terms that you arrived at at that meeting for you to call off this action? Okay, thank you so much. And good afternoon to your listeners. Yes, so what happened was that um, we were invited by National Labor Commission. And um, after we appeared before the commissioners and together with government, there were a series of discussions that uh, went on in the meeting. And finally, we arrived at... Um, uh, and also directed that we're requesting for three items. That is the payment of the tier two funds to the fund managers and then um, payment of overtime and extra digital allowance. And that the third is the vehicle maintenance allowance. So they were on the view that as government has been able to fulfill these two items, that is the tier two and then the overtime payment, we should exercise patience and then uh, suspend our strike so that we engage government to uh, finalize these issues. But we, we were not comfortable with this directive, but uh, as a law-abiding union, we give them the benefit of the doubt that, okay, we will suspend the strike, but we hope, uh, I mean, very soon, government will sit up and make sure that uh, these issues will be resolved as quickly as possible. Well, they didn't give you what you want, but you say as law-abiding citizens, you decided to call it off. Did they give you any timelines as to when exactly what you're asking for will be given such that you will not go back to an industrial action? Yes, so um, NLC, according to their directives, they indicated that, I mean, uh, probably by next week, we could engage, I mean, uh, governments as far as these issues are concerned. So they had cautioned both parties that we should make sure that we resolve these issues as quickly as possible. Because the union made it very clear to the NLC that um, if, I mean, after these directives, uh, I mean, the next two weeks to three weeks, we are not getting any uh, serious on government side. We might have no option than to, I mean, uh, activate the strike again because the strike is being suspended. It is not call off. Okay.
Well, we'll leave it here for now then. We are grateful. That's um, Suleimana Abdul Rahman is the president of Tewu GH. And we know also that um, Nagra, three teacher unions met this week. That was on Tuesday. And they gave the office of the special prosecutor up to today, close of day today, um, to unfreeze um, salaries of some 400 of its members. We are told that there's some assurance that has been given by the GES to the teacher unions. Mamesi is still with me in the studios. What are we learning, Mamesi? So, MFA, we're gathering that the Ghana leadership of the Ghana Education Service touched um, base with the Office of the um, Special Prosecutor to get information about the issue and they were given assurances that by close of today a decision will be taken on the salaries of the 400 members of NAGRAT but they've also been assured that they will be paid indicating that really those 400 members they haven't been found to be guilty mm. of anything otherwise. Okay well that's something we are monitoring for you and there'll be more on myjoyonline.com. Many thanks Thompson. Let me take you to Parliament now. And for the first time in the history of the Fourth Republic, a person other than the Speaker or his two deputies are presiding over the House. Sunyai East MP Kwesi Amiyao Chiremi um, is the one in charge of the House today. Clerk to Parliament Cyril Kwabnaisia announced the unavoidable absence of both the Speaker and his deputies. Whenever the Speaker, the first Deputy Speaker and the second Deputy Speaker are unavoidably absent, the clerk shall chair the sitting for the election of a member to preside at that sitting of the House as the member presiding. In accordance with this order, I would invite nominations for a member to preside, for the election of a member to preside. Thank you. Well, let me bring in Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent for all the details on what transpired in the House earlier today. How did he fare, though, Kweku, you'd say? Well, he did really well. The House did not do a lot of business today. But being an experienced MP himself, he's a four-time member of Parliament. He has served before as my majority chief whip uh, in the last Parliament. He surely does know his way around the rules of the House. Of course, a few times he was a bit jittery because for over 30 years in this Parliament's history, no person other than the Speaker or his deputy has presided over the House. But he did fairly well. The House adjourned just a moment ago because they have to travel for a workshop on the new standing order that allowed him to preside over the House. How did they settle on Christian Meow, Jeremy? Well, it was the majority chief whip, the person who took over from Christian Meow, Jeremy, Frank Anodontwe, who nominated him to go into the chair. Thank you for this important information. Coming under the strength of Order 12.4, I recommend the Honorable Akwesi and Mayor Chairman to preside as a member, preside. Honorable Akwesi and Mayor Chairman, the Member of Parliament for Sunyani East, is a fourth term Member of Parliament and is also my immediate boss as a former majority chief whip. I so move. And the minority agreed? Yes, Governor Kwame Abuja did not protest this. He seconded that motion and the House had to decide on that. Indeed, uh, relying on Order 12.4, my colleague has proposed our senior colleague, Honorable Chairman, on behalf of colleagues to take the chair today. I second the motion and his proposal for Honorable Chairman to take the seat on behalf of colleagues for today's proceedings.
Well, Kweku, you mentioned that the House has already adjourned, but uh, we're looking forward to this particular anti-gay bill being taken through the second constitution. Did it happen? Well, it did not come up at all. The Speaker of Parliament himself, who is very passionate about this bill, who would have presided over the House and made the decision on this, was not in the chair. And so this did not come up at all. However, the NDC minority are raising new constitutional issues with the reshuffle conducted by the President. According to the NDC MPs, the president must bring Kojo Ponkuma, Amin Adam, and a number of MPs who are ministers who have been reassigned to other ministers against the appointment committee to be vetted. If you read the letter posted by Eugene Ahen and the same which was brought to the speaker, it says that the president has relieved those persons of their portfolios in government. The minority then says that if you sack those persons in government, you cannot reassign them. They are trying to battle on a technicality in the constitution to say that the president had actually sacked those persons and he could not have reported to reassign them. Of course, the majority disagree. Um, Asenio Martin says it's just a technicality and that you have to construe the entire document that was brought to parliament as a whole. And he does not believe the president has erred and Kojo Ponkoma and the other ministers of state who were reassigned do not need to come to appointments committee again for another round of vetting. That's Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwasante giving us update uh, from what's happening in Parliament. Now, a former member of Parliament for Tamale Central, Inusa Fuseni, has described as harsh the decision by the General Legal Council to expel State Attorney Samo Nekwetete from practicing as a lawyer for collecting 400,000 CDs uh, from businessman Alfred Agbesi Woyume in 2011. In a notice dated January 31, 2024, the GLC said while defending the state against a suit by Alfred Woyume, in 2011, Mr. Nekwetete personally caused the direct transfer of an amount of 400,000 CDs from Mr. Woyume to the account of his wife. The legal counsel found this conduct unprofessional and barred him from legal practice. While condemning the act, though, Inusa Fuseni says the punishment is rather harsh. For it to happen to Nekwetete is really, really very sad. And I'm very, very sad. And I know Nekwetete, uh, I know he was hardworking and diligent. Uh, uh, but the legal profession to uphold professional conduct mm. and it becomes gross professional misconduct if a prosecuting officer or an officer of the attorney general's department or a lawyer for that matter is seen to be dealing in an unprofessional way with the uh, I mean, an accused person and so or a person under investigation and so that is the worry. I mean, even though I have tremendous sympathies for Nikwe, his inability to explain how 400,000 Ghana cities of Woyomi's money, mm. which money was acquired in the way that uh, we have questions to answer. I mean, I mean, he should have questions to answer. Which money has been declared monies belonging to the state? found his way to Nikwe's account uh, is something that is troubling and bothers, bothers me really, really too much. Uh, I can appeal against the decision. I was uh, coming to that. I was coming to whether, can, whether, whether he can appeal uh, against, can appeal the, against decision. the decision, uh -huh. especially the sentence. I mean, to impose a lifetime ban on Nikwe Tete appears to be too harsh.
That's Tamale, former Tamale Central MP uh, Inusa Fusini there speaking to Elton Brube on the Pulse on the Joy News Channel. We'll stay a while longer on issues relating to corruption and the special prosecutor has taken his fight against uh, the Kanka to the church. Kisie Jabing has appealed to religious leaders to collaborate with the Office of the Special Prosecutor in combating corruption. He was addressing the Ghana Pentecostal and Charismatic Council Conference of Heads of Churches and Organizations. Just to our elders. And as the church always steps in to redress wrongs and alleviate suffering, please use your positions to serve as a bastion of conscience and anti-corruption. We need greater attention on this matter. If the representatives of God among us actively take on the corruption fight, we would attain remarkable heights. So please join us by publicly calling out corrupt activities. Please join us in making explicit linkages between corruption and the vices we decry as unchristian in furtherance of the faith. Please ensure that Christendom ably leads the fight against corruption. This is a sure way to build a culture of integrity and honesty among our people so we can favorably drive down corruption. Special Prosecutor Kisie Jabinwell, the President of the Ghana Pentecostal and Charismatic Council, Apostle Eric Nyamiche, has assured the Special Prosecutor of the support of religious leaders. Now, let's focus on media and uh, the protection of journalists who've been attacked over the period. We know that the Ghana Journalists Association issued um, some blacklisting on um, the Fisheries and Aquaculture Development Minister, Hawa Kumsin, and the latest is the MP for Yendi, um, there, Aliu Mahama, following that uh, parliamentary and the beating of a CTFM journalist. Well, there's a development on how Akumsin in particular. The GJA has just issued a statement and Elton Brobe joins me in studio with details of what we are learning. What does it say? According to the main consultation with media partners, the GJA has revoked the media blackout it imposed on the member of parliament for Awutu Senior East, Mavis Akumsin, and urged all media houses to comply accordingly. The decision, according to the GJA, was taken uh, with media partners when they met yesterday to review the blackout imposed on the MP, who is also the member, the Minister for Fisheries and Aquaculture. The imposition of the blackout was meant to get justice for David Kobina, a morning show host on Cape FM, who was assaulted by thugs wearing branded T-shirts of the MP during the, the vetting of the MPP parliamentary aspirants in the central region in Cape Coast on January 4th, 2024. Now, the statement goes on to say that Howard Kumsin said, uh, and it's quoted here, I will give you the necessary support to ensure justice for David Cobram. It ends with a picture of Howard Kumsin, the GGA president, and the designated minister for information, Fatia Wakar. Mm, now, this is what Albert Jun, for GGA president, told Evans Mensa on PM Express. We started with Howard Kumsin, and in less than a week, she reached out to call for a truce. He called you personally? She called me personally, calling me personally, and ready, in fact, demonstrated a preparedness and readiness to cooperate with the GGA to bring the perpetrators to book. That we are here to uh, welcome uh, her and her team at uh, the press center to look at the way, the possible way forward. So the case, like I said, at least we've chopped sources.
That's GJA President Albert Jumfo there. Now, family of an 18-year-old male student at the Kimbu Senior High Technical School is demanding answers to the bizarre circumstances under which he lost his life. Kinsley Maff was among six others who reportedly skipped school to swim at the beach but drowned. Six months on, the family claims the case has gone cold, accusing the police of failing to invite any of the suspects linked with Kinsley's death for interrogation. Stanley Niblio has been following the story. Here's his report. The Kimbo Senior High School is located in the heart of the Central Business District. Although gated, students are able to escape instructional hours and make it to beach without obtaining permission from the school authorities. On August 8 last year, six Form 1 technical students of the Kimbo Senior High Technical School were reported to have left school for the Bola Beach behind the Black Star Square. Five of the students returned, but their colleague, Kinsley Mafo, was conspicuously missing. The five students brought back Kinsley's school bag, uniform, shoes, a Casio FX 991 calculator, and a headset, but they failed to report their missing colleague to anyone. On Friday, August 11, 2023, eyewitnesses present at the Bola Beach at the time of the incident went to report the incident to the Kimball School authorities. The school then informed the parents of the mission students. On September 9, 2023, the auntie of the mission boy, Irama Mafo, lodged an official complaint with the ministry's divisional police command. However, investigations are yet to be conducted into the case six clear months after the police took over the matter. Also, the police are yet to invite the five students for interrogation. Headmistress of the Kimbo Senior High Technical School, Sylvia Tay, told this reporter in a telephone conversation that she will not engage the media on Kingsley Marfo's disappearance or comment on the students' frequent escape of instructional hours. When I said happened, they have reported to the police. And I don't deal with media. I've reported to my bosses. So I don't deal with media. So if you have when you go to the police station, they reported at the ministry police station. So you can go to the ministry police station and get the information. The family has meanwhile been seeking answers from the school. School ni bisha mosesi sewa yera na yenyi huna na edemwa na mudi bemae amukache somu demu ni muabiamae. When we inquired about what help the school can offer the family in search of Kingsley, they frankly told us that they cannot do anything about it. Rather, they will engage the family after his remains has been found. I followed up to the ministry's police station, but the police declined to disclose any detail to me. Stanley Newblow's report read to you. Now let's get updates on that accident on the Ninchia. That's the Nkoko stretch of the Accra Kumasi Highway that happened yesterday. We're told that three male pupils and a female teacher lost their life. They, they are from the Ampia Memorial School in Nkoko. This afternoon, we're hearing from the Municipal Chief Executive of Kwewu East in the Eastern Region, Yawuswado, warning there will be more accidents on the Nkoko stretch unless urgent steps are taken to block all unapproved links to the road. He mentions uh, to join news that his it's been all attempts to get the highway authority to fix the problem has been unsuccessful. There are a number of shortcuts like that. You see, there are this uh, a car bound uh, uh, double road on the on the Accra side, and then there's a big uh, uh, a, a portion of the road that the highway has left with a plant, and then there's the other uh, the one which is going to Accra, which is on the other side. So they are not together, they are, they are separated by that large um, 
quadrangle of plants. So uh, the drivers have managed to create shortcuts through the bush to join the other side of the road. And they, they've been there for, for, for a long period. There's a, there's a time bomb uh, waiting to explode at the junction where those big trucks park. Since I came to be the MC, we that's uh, the Kuo East MC Yao Oswadu there. My colleague Oheming Teria has been following up on this particular accident and joins us on the line. Oheming, what's the latest we are learning? Yes, sir, MFR. The latest information I have picked is that a thief, a victim, has also lost his life. Uh, this victim is a nine year old uh, pupil of the Ampia Memorial School who was among five other colleagues. Uh, sent to the Ajakwa Hospital, but at the hospital, uh, three of them were also referred to the Kufuridia uh, General Hospital for further treatment. Information I have picked indicates that whilst uh, the victims were on their way to Kufuridia General Hospital, the ambulance, uh, which was traveling, uh, they were traveling on developer a mechanic fault. Uh, so he, the victim had to be rushed to the University Government Hospital when his condition uh, started deteriorating. It is not clear which of the ambulances were uh, transporting uh, this victim. I have spoken to the Ghana National Ambulance Service, and their response has been a bit scanty. Uh, they say they are looking to the issue and then provide information as to whether it was a National Ambulance Service that was transporting the victims or a private ambulance. That's my colleague Oheming Teria giving us updates on that particular accident yesterday. More reasons why you ought to stay safe on the road, especially as we go into the weekend. This is the Midday News here on Joy 99.7 FM, brought to you by Petrosol, your clean fall in full quantity. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC, HDP pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. We'll return from the break with more. Please do stay. Thanks for staying with us on the Midday News. Let's do sports. Mubarak, what do we have? Yes, MFA. So Ghana is three weeks away from hosting the Africa Games. And despite having constructed facilities for the event, including the Bortiman Sports Complex and the Legon Stadium, none have undergone testing. The sports minister, Mustafa Yusuf, had set February 8th as the date for the testing, but it was not done. Now, President of Ghana Athletics, Bao Fuseni, says the success of the Games hinges on the testing of these facilities. Do not have option. We cannot say we are not going to do that. There's no, there's no second option. There's no second chance. Either we do it, or we do it, or the whole African Games will suffer. And I don't think anybody in Ghana would like to see that. So my edge, so I'm urging every stakeholder who is involved must put their hands on deck for us to have a very successful test program in order for them to have very successfully African Games. That's Bao Fuseni, the president of Ghana Athletics. And MFA do join us on the, the game plan mm-hmm. at 1.15 p.m. for more. Can't wait. Thank you very much, Mubarak. Now for the students of Trinity Star School, it started as a lesson on the kidney and its function in the human system and on kidney-related diseases, after which they decided to raise funds to support patients on dialysis who cannot afford to pay for the services. Today, the students have donated over 182,600 Ghana CDs to the renal dialysis unit of the Kolibu Teaching Hospital. Those who spoke to join you say they are privileged to be of help to patients in need. My name is Selikem Chega. 
and I attend Trinity School. Mami Stella was trying to figure out a place for us to donate to for Kindness Day because every year we donate to a charity. And this year she decided to let the children choose. So we went around going to each class asking them for options and where they thought we should go. And six out of the eight classes chose the Kolebu Dialysis Center. So that's how come we came here. They gave us all sponsorship cards and every person did their own individual work and we managed to get all this money. Well, that's um, some touching the news there. Now, Chaliwati Street Art Festival founder Manche Aikwe, who sued music producer Hammer and musician Obrafo for the killer cat phrases and faced by the Accra High Court's decision to strike it out. And Jackie is here. She's put together a beautiful report. We'll be airing on the Joy News channel and all our social media platforms, but MNJ time. Yes. Well, I'm tell us more about this first, and then we can go into what's trending. Yeah. So, you know, last year, Obrafo sued um, um, 